Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, it is a beautiful fall day outside. That's not really true. Well, I like to call it autumn, Mike. Oh, there you go. (laughs) It is a beautiful autumn day outside, but that's not true either. It's actually a pretty miserable day outside today, but it it sounds better to say it's a beautiful fall day, you know, because you think of all the the colors and the leaves and the sunshine, but today it's just all kind of gray and dreary. But on my side of the Atlantic, looking out the window, it is actually a lovely autumn day. We've got blue skies. uh, We've got... uh, orange and golden leaves on the trees that i can see out the window nice it's a it's a little bit chilly outside so you you want to sort of uh, put a, a big jacket on right uh, i've got some i've got some pumpkins outside the front door just you know lovingly placed nice and there's leaves there to brush which i've awfully brushed so it looks as if you know they've just happened to fall there i didn't actually push them there they just the wind did that <laughs> but uh and last night I had some friends over for our weekly dungeons and Dragons session but i had some candles on the outside and it looked all very lovely and autumny oh very nice or, or fally I like it. Autumn yeah. sounds better than falling. Autumn definitely sounds better. <laughs> we usually decorate for uh, for Halloween and fall and stuff like that, but right now as we're in the midst of moving, uh, nothing's decorated except for uh, the decoration of looking like my house, you know, had a bomb go off. So well, There you go, it's Halloween-y. Um, yeah. So one, once again, one of the reasons why we are bringing you a few extra mini episodes is I, I'm, I'm moving in the process of it, and it's taking up all of my free time, so... Um, but this re- this week we are doing our top five films set in the autumn. That's right. Yes. Since we're smack dab in the middle of it, figured why not? We did our summer movies. Let's do autumn movies. Yeah, and it's this this one. I mean, some of the films, well, a couple of films on my list. Lots of the major scenes are set in autumn, but obviously there could be a few bits where it's not all totally 100% set. The whole film set in autumn, but on the whole, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, I tried to pick films where I felt like the the autumn setting was either germane to the plot or at least enough of a visual part of the film that you sort of associated the film with autumn. Yeah. You know, uh, there's definitely some other movies that had, you know, scenes in autumn, but then they moved on to winter and stuff like that. So I tried not to include those. I really tried to go with autumn as like a a theme of the film. So I don't know if I succeeded entirely, but that was sort of my mindset as as we went into it. Yeah, to be fair, this one was a little bit trickier than doing films set in the summer. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Summer films tend to be very, you know, very pointedly in the summer. Autumn films tend to often stretch into other seasons. Yeah. Also, a lot of dramas, I noticed. It seems like they're like, oh, this is a dramatic movie about some, you know, grandmother dying of cancer. That's Set a, it in the that's fall. That's a good point, though, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's the, uh, it's, I think it's the leaves changing. It's, it, it, it just brings out the melancholy in us. Yes, yes. And also the pumpkin spice. <laughs> right, that does make us very sad. Although pumpkin spice is still encroaching on uh, Great Britain. It's not so all out. As it is oh, it's States. everywhere. Yeah. My wife, I looked in the fridge the other day, and there's pumpkin spice coffee creamer, and I was like, really? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's saw it in the, when I was in New York the other week with you, like one of the diners, they had pumpkin spice cheesecake. Yeah, and pumpkin spice like pizza and pumpkin spice cheeseburgers. Yeah, all the shops, it's pump, it's pumpkin spice flavored. You go in the, you go in the pharmacy and it's got pumpkin spice tweezers. 
I mean, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought that the pumpkin spice Xanax was pushing it a little bit <laughs> yeah. far. You know, I mean, I mean, but you know, kudos to the pharmaceutical manufacturers for really capturing the zeitgeist. You know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, it's just yeah, but uh, yeah. So we're sticking with this. Yeah. So top five films set in autumn. Yes. So do you want to kick things off, Mike? I will. Yes. So my number five is a, is a movie I've talked about on the show a few times before, or at least once before. Um, but it is on Golden Pond. Uh, the 80s classic, I guess you could call it, starring Katherine Hepburn and, and Henry Fonda. Uh, it's um, about this older couple and their grandson and their family. And um, this is a movie I had not seen until a few years ago, even though it won a bunch of Oscars and it was a big success back in the 80s. But I really like it. It's a charming, funny film. It's got some great dramatic moments. Uh, Dabney Coleman is in it, who I really love. Uh, and it's just one of those movies that, you know, it, it was a big hit. One of those movies that that scored big with kind of the target audience of older people. Yeah, yeah. But then when you watch it, you realize it's actually just a really good film, whether you're a senior citizen or not. So I really like it. That's my number five. An excellent choice. Classic film. Some brilliant actors. My number five is one that's Garden State, uh, written and directed by Zach Braff, yep. who you know from Scrubs. This one, he uh, he's playing a, an out-of-work actor who finds out that his mother's died, so he returns to his small hometown. And it's John Gorton. And it's basically, he meets uh, Natalie Portman. And it's it's one of those, it's got a great soundtrack. And it's all about somebody trying to find a place in the world, trying to understand what's going on in life. And it's set, it's set in autumn, which is the perfect uh, season for those kind of films. And it, uh, it works. It's not overtly autumn in the film, but, you know, there's leaves that change, colour, things like that. You just get, it's, it's one of those ones where it's more the feeling of autumn ones through it. Yeah, yeah, but, agreed. But, but I do like it. I know some people don't, but I really like the film. No, I like it too. I honestly, I thought about it, but I, I've only seen it the one time when it first came out. And so I couldn't really remember, and I know I liked it, but I couldn't remember where it would end up on my list in terms of how much I liked it. Yeah, so yeah. it just didn't make my cut. Yeah. Uh, my number four is a movie with the word summer in the title, which is a little misleading, Ooh. but it is uh, Indian Summer, another film I've mentioned a couple of times on the show. Uh, this really great kind of ensemble dramedy about a group of adults who go back to the summer camp they all bonded at when they were kids. Um, terrific cast, including Kevin Pollack and Bill Paxton. And um, it's got uh, Julie Warner and Elizabeth Perkins and Alan Arkin. Really great cast. Uh, really funny movie. Warm funny. You know, it's not it's not crass humor. It's not lowest common denominator humor. It's just really these you know these kids that kind of came up together and revisiting this place twenty years later as adults and and sort of has a big chill kind of feel to it. It's sort of you know one person's marriage is falling apart. You know one person doesn't take things seriously. One person's mysterious. You know that kind of movie. But it's a very little a little scene film that I have a real soft spot for. I saw it in theaters back in the back in the nineties and I've just always had a soft spot for it. So and because it's it's Indian summer, but as we all know, Indian summer is sort of that last burst of summer you get as fall is setting in. Yeah. Uh, the, the movie takes place at the summer camp, but it's clearly set in the fall as the you know, there's leaves falling everywhere. The trees are all different colors. It is not a summertime movie. It's sort of after the camp closes at the end of summer. So it's definitely leading into the fall. So it, it fits quite nicely on this list. A great choice. I like that. Uh, okay. My number four is Sleepy Hollow. Tim Burton starring Johnny Depp. Uh, Christina Ricci, uh, loads of great actors. Uh, Ichabod Crane goes to investigate some murders, decapitations in the sleepy hamlet of Sleepy Hollow. I said sleepy a lot there, but it's in the title, so, <laughs> so yep. we'll let this one go. The Headless Horseman's on the prowl, and it's a Tim Burton film, and it's set. It's got to be autumn. It's got to be autumn. There's like the leaves are falling off the trees, uh, and it's, it's like a Halloween kind of story. It's just, but it's just great. Yep. It's just it's it's back. You know, it's Tim Tim Burton and Johnny Depp's golden period. I think this this was. It's uh, it's one of it's. Uh, it just looks amazing. Probably lots of it was filmed in studios more than we think. But there's lots of location. But it just I just love the whole thing. Give it Christopher Walken when you see the brief bit as as the horseman before he lost his head is amazing. 
but a great film. Always good to watch this time of year, and it's uh, my number four. A very good choice. I thought about putting it on there. I was never as big a fan of that film as I wanted to be, um, yeah. but I also want to revisit it because I haven't seen it in a very long time, and I think uh, watching it without maybe the expectations that I had at the time, I might enjoy it more. All right, well, my number three is a film starring Steve Carell. Uh, it is Dan in Real Life. Oh, excellent, yeah. Uh, I know this is a film that you like as well, and it's funny because you mentioned in Garden State it's about a guy trying to find himself, and I think that's kind of a common theme in a lot of these movies uh, in, that take place in the fall. How I mentioned a lot of dramas, and a lot of them do seem to also be either coming-of-age stories or trying-to-find-your-place-in-the-world stories, you know. And uh, and Dan in Real Life is certainly that. It's a really nice dramedy, great performance by Steve Carell, terrific supporting cast. Uh, Dane Cook is in it, and even he's good. Um, and it's just one of those films, again, kind of went under the radar, but I, I watched it, and I really, really enjoyed it. So uh, that's my number three. And it takes place in the fall. I guess I should mention that. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a lovely little film, that one. I do like that one. Okay, my number three is one which takes... it's Well, it's set over 12 years, so it's not all in autumn, but there's some... Some great scenes when it is the leaves of gold. And is it Twelve Years a Slave? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, a lo- lovely film. But uh, no, this one. This one is When Harry Met Sally. Ah, oh, very good. I almost put that on my list. It didn't quite make it, but yeah. But as I say, it's it's set over twelve years at all different times. Obviously, New Year's Eve is a big part of it, and summer and things like. That. But it's there's some scenes where you see them walking through uh, Central Park, and it's it's often in the promotional photos and things. But it's, it's yeah. some of the standout moments for me. It's when. Uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan and walking around talking about why, you know, men and women can't be friends. But when Harry Met Sally is one of my all-time favorites, we went after the ending of it way back in episode 41. Yeah, that was a while ago. It's another one of those where I can't remember anything about what I did, so I might have to go back (laughs) myself and listen to it. Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good choice. Like you said, even though it's set over a, a long uh, period of time, it, the, the some of the most memorable scenes are those, and that's kind of when they're falling in love, when yeah, they're walking yeah. and talking in Central <gasps> Fall, Park with the Falling leaves. in love? Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Nora Ephraim and Rob Ryan, you crazy bastards. <laughs> Uh, my number two is a film that takes place at Thanksgiving, and I almost didn't include it because I kind of felt like it was more of like a holiday film, but Thanksgiving isn't really one of those holidays that has a lot of films set around it, so I, I felt good including it. It is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And it's my number two as well. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, you know, it, it sort of skirts the line between fall and winter, but Thanksgiving is definitely a fall holiday. There's all the colors, the brown, the orange, you know, the turkeys and everything. It's all the all the Thanksgiving decorations are, you know, like I said, the, the fall colors. So I felt good putting it in there. And it's just a classic comedy. It's it's John Hughes, who, of course, was brilliant and one of my favorite filmmakers. And then you've got Steve Martin and John Candy, who are terrific. How can you go wrong? Totally agree. Brilliant film. Funny, dramatic, moving uh, and we, we went after the ending for this one way, way, way back in episode three. Wow, that was like one of the first ones then. Yeah, we did, we did that with uh, we did Planes, Trains and Automobiles and Chronicle. Right. So that's yeah, nice that's mix. don't go back and listen to that because it's probably terrible. <laughs> well, it's, I, we, did, I, I was we didn't still, quite know what we were doing yet. I was still in my nervous phase, I think. So right. go back, yeah. listen to it and, you know, go, wow, these guys have improved a, a slightly right, they've, they've come a long way they've come of age yeah. they figured out who they are in the world yeah. oh mm. my god they were just babies when they did this two years ago see, see how i themed that to the uh to the fall I, episode I did. it was very good i i give thanks for that michael <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my number one is a tie, actually. And it's Ooh, okay. part of the reason for that is because it's two excellent dramatic films with lots of comedy in them that both star Robin Williams. 
They are Dead Poet Society and Goodwill Hunting. Oh, both excellent films. Yeah, they 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 were my shortlist to be honest. But yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I just how do you choose between those two? And they're not even necessarily similar films, but they're both set at the beginning of the school year. They both have outdoor scenes. I mean, you know, you've got in Goodwill Hunting the poster is them sitting on the bench with the fall leaves behind them. Yeah, then, yeah. You know, yeah. Goodwill Hunting. There's all the outside scenes with you know at the school and the quad and everything. And you know, Robin Williams is just, I mean utterly fantastic in both of them um and they're about people finding themselves and, and coming of age which again is sort of the theme for this episode but they um they're both fantastic i love them they make me laugh they make me cry they were an easy point pick for number one but i couldn't choose so they they were both my number one that's an excellent choice can't fault them at all and my number one it's another one it's another dramatic one it's about a young man trying to find himself uh, coming of age he's trying to fit in in the town the small town he's from He's been away for a while, but he's come back and he wants to make amends and, you know, find the people uh, who who had to, unfortunately made him go away. It is, of course, John Carpenter's Halloween. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, very, a true coming of age story. <laughs> yeah, Michael Myers is just a, a misunderstood soul. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's set at Halloween, obviously. It's set before, in the run-up to Halloween, so there's lots of all those brilliant scenes of, of Michael Myers lurking behind trees behind bushes just walking along people getting ready for halloween it's it's autumn you don't get much more autumn than halloween come on right and it's it's just it's you're seeing small town america because it does it's the first halloween classic because it's so grounded there's none of this i mean obviously they keep calling him the bogeyman or you know and he can't die but it's it's, it's all grounded these people just going about their lives and there's something bad happened in the town a few years before you know obviously the, the original murders but it's people just trying to get on with it, trying to make the best they can. It's teenagers want to have a good time. And suddenly Michael Myers returns. But it's just, it's got everything. Yeah. It's got small town America. It's got thrills, chills, and Captain Kirk. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's my number one. Very good. Now, I, you know, I I struggled with this one, to be honest with you. Because as we know, Halloween is my favorite horror movie of all time. Mm. Um, and it does have so many of those great, like, street-level shots with the, the leaves blowing on the street. You know, that yeah, it's, yeah. it is a big part of it. But the reason it didn't make my list simply is when I was trying to come up with my criteria, which, like I, I said earlier... You know, I, I really tried to find movies where fall was sort of part of the theme of the film. Um, it didn't quite fit into that. And I thought of it more as kind of a, a horror movie yeah, yeah. than a, a fall-themed film. So, I mean, an excellent choice. And I, I completely agree that it belongs on here. Uh, it just was, I, I kind of, you know, in my head, I always sort of come up with my own guidelines for these top five lists. And that was sort of one that didn't quite fit. So I left it off. But it could easily have been my number one as well. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. It's always good to, you know, have... You've got to focus in on the the ones you want to pick. So. Right. Two good lists, a few different films. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, hopefully, we've given you some suggestions of of things to watch while the, the nights draw in and you're sitting around the fire and you've got a mug of either, you know, every beverage of your own choice, whatever it is. Yeah, some hot apple cider or some yeah. pumpkin spice flavored coffee. Or, yeah, or some hot chocolate you know. or some green tea or normal tea. Uh, have you got some of your biscuits you want to dunk it in and your tea? Have you got your chocolate digestives? Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Now I can say I am I am a fan of the biscuits and the digestives because you were kind enough to bring me some when we when we met in New York and I have eaten many of them now so I yeah, I have quite strong opinions on the whole world of biscuits. You've been turned to the British biscuits. What was it? Chocolate I digestives, have. custard creams, custard creams, Jaffa cakes, and jammy Dodgers. Yeah, there you go. Some really good some really good stuff there. So I'll still never drink tea, Boom, but I will certainly eat the biscuits. It's uh, it's not just cookies, right? There's, di- there's digestives. There's, there's all sorts. Yeah, so much more. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Now that we've derailed a little bit, let's bring it back on track. That is going to wrap up our top five films about autumn, and that is going to wrap up our episode. So we will leave you for now. But as always, we thank you greatly for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. Oh, and Daredevil, the new season three, that's out tomorrow as well. Right, right, right. Hmm. I should probably watch seasons one and two. <laughs> yeah, I think I know you do. You, you, uh, good Lord. Sound like a car trying to start there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. On a cold fall day. My car won't start. That's really more of a winter thing. Anyway, I've lost my mind. <laughs> Also, little known fact that 12 Years a Slave is a remake of When Harry Met Sally. And it, it's actually, a, it's not about slavery. It's a veiled metaphor for marriage. Oh, I don't know if you can actually put, <laughs> put that in the outtakes, Mike. <laughs> because, you know, because some people consider marriage to be. Oh, my God. It's, I've been watching uh, some of the American <laughs> Office recently. And that's uh-huh. like Michael Scott, Steve Carell's character. Yeah. With, uh, with the... for the re- right, for the <laughs> record, happily married, I don't consider it uh, a bad thing at all. But uh, I know some people might, is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cut that whole thing out. Who would have thought the awesome <laughs> episode would be so controversial? Yeah, right? Hot take. <laughs> You'll never guess where this is going to go. Right, exactly. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. After the ending. <laughs> I almost did it again. Uh I was I was almost gonna make a joke too. I was just about to, I was about to jump in and say on after the ending, but that's it. That's all I can think of now is on after the ending. Oh, oh boy, yep. Because when it when it came up to me, what are you doing the last? But I was going, damn, what did I say last time? What was it? I'm overthinking.